0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to a Kill the Pig podcast. Uh, my name is Dee, and today um, I have my friend on Niche as a guest. And what the plan is today is that we're going to be talking about loving children, but choosing to remain child free. Um, we both decided, at least for now, that we're going to remain child free, and we don't really have a super strong interest in having children. Um, at this point in our lives. And the reason why I wanted, I chose, well, the reason why I chose Mish is because she actually takes care of children who aren't her own. And is is pretty much like, kind of like, like not a babysitter, but like, I would say like, you kind of really help raise, you're you're helping to raise them pretty much. Um, And again, this is despite the fact that she has no interest in children of her own at this point. And I just find that really interesting. And I really want to get that really dive into this topic of like, you know, being child-free and what that means and, you know, and we'll just get into it. So Mish, Thanks um, for having me. (laughs) Yeah, 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 no problem. So yeah, um, introduce yourself and yeah, take it away.
1: Well, hello everyone. I am Mish, I am a special ed TA in a Bossy school and I just got my master's in education. And yeah, I spent a lot of free time um, kind of doing volunteer tutoring, a lot of volunteer stuff. It's always with like kids, younger people um, through either my faith community or basically just through like firsthand uh, contact with people that I know that could use a little support. Okay, hey,
0: cool, cool. And um, can you like get into the kids you take care of and like how you met them and like kind of what sparked, you know, you kind of like being there for them and and the family that you're with?
1: So I met the, so the family she's talking about, I met four years ago and I became friends with their mom pretty quickly. Um, I met them because they, they were looking for, I think they need an extra bed and a friend of mine had an extra mattress. So I was like, here you go. And I was bringing it over and I met their mom. And this is a family with at that point, seven children, six children and she was pregnant with number seven so I just saw mom and I was just like oh my goodness mom needs some help (laughs) and the kids were very they're all pretty young at even now only two of them mm, no three of them are in middle school the rest are elementary school or preschool aged like preschool not actually eight and I just couldn't leave them be like I would babysit for mom if they needed it. Um, I would take the kids out every now and then. This is also a family that's an immigrant. The parents are immigrants. They don't have uh, any relatives, any real, any connections, you know, in the States. So, um, you know, I just saw like, Basically, a woman that was just so outnumbered. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, let me, let me give some help. At this point, I was already a TA. Um, I worked with kids with special needs and the elementary level, and I just got certified to be a teacher at the elementary level and, um, as and dual certified to also teach special ed at the elementary level. So this is like my whole thing. <laughs> this is what I do all day long, um, and I prefer working with younger kids in general because, I don't know, I mean, have you ever met a middle schooler? They're just the worst (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and huh kudos to you for like for being there because like for a lot of people I think like the average person would probably think would find your situation or your choice is a little unusual um just because you know they're not biologically related to you by like any stretch you know and I think that a lot of people probably wouldn't really find value in like you know you taking care of kids that aren't even like remotely like related to you like do you do you find that you get like comments about that from like friends or family
1: not so much with friends because like most of my friends are either parents themselves so they kind of get it or you know like young adults who are kind of like oh wow that's really nice of you and they're they're kind of like oh i could never do that but they there's never judgment about what i do sometimes confusion in a sort of like how can you manage sort of way like don't you get tired and I'm like and for those friends I can just sort of explain like you know I give my time I'm friends with their mom you know I consider the kids almost like like my surrogate nieces and nephews like I'm a bit like a nanny a bit like a babysitter a bit like a tutor and um yeah their mom is not entitled like she is always very grateful for anything that I do she's always apologizing which I feel I'm like don't apologize I don't want her to feel guilty but there. she's a very humble woman so she's not expecting me or demanding me to do anything for them mm-hmm. um but I just I love the kids you know and like when yeah. you meet them it's hard not to fall in love with them they're friendly kids so um with in terms of my friends not so much sometimes I get comments from like older individuals who don't under who don't really get it like aunties and uncles from like oh, so I'm Muslim and Pakistani so like aunties and uncles from like my Pakistani Muslim community mm-hmm. um occasionally very occasionally mostly because I'm not really interacting with them as much uh anymore like not as much as I would have as like a child so um and even like my parents they were confused at first but more in a like oh why are you spending time with them and not us kind of way not in a why are you doing it for them kind of way but they've kind Mm -hmm. of come to really get used to their presence too um like the last few days we've been having them come and do their tutoring at my house all with masks social distanced everything my house is pretty spacious. So like they're kind of just sort of in my space. Um, and so the other family members don't really have to interact with them. But when they haven't seen them for a while, despite all the little bit of whining that I get every now and then, like they'll, they'll, they'll get excited, especially mm-hmm. when they see the kids start coming in. Because like I said, there's eight total. Now, I don't normally have all eight because the youngest one's just a baby. Um, but sometimes I'll have like the older seven I have had all seven of them at once with me. And so like, they'll start seeing the kids come into the house and they'll be like, oh, who's gonna, how many is it gonna be this time? Is it one kid, is it five kids? Yeah. And so they get really excited to see who's here. And despite the, um, the sort of like, I guess reluctance to be too close with them, they do get very excited, especially when they see the younger ones because the younger ones are adorable.
0: That's so great. Uh, so it sounds like your parents are like supportive, like to an extent, like of like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: My parents, it's just yeah. basically as long as you're not jeopardizing your time, mm-hmm. which as um, I guess something people don't really realize is i'm per- I'm kind of selfish. Like if it doesn't serve me or if it's making me unhappy, I disengage from whatever it is, whether it's a relationship or an activity or an interaction, like, I'm not I'm not here to put myself at risk. This <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is not pe- something people realize because I do a lot of service work in my free time because I like to. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's hard for people. To, they, people kind of see me as sort of like, oh, she's a people pleaser. She's a giver. Um, in my religious community, sometimes that means that they're going to try to like kind of extort me a little bit. Like, oh, the mosque needs this. The mosque needs that. Like, oh, if you ask me, she'll, she'll say yes. Yeah. So they think I'm like a yes man. Or yes woman <laughs> which i'm not if it doesn't serve me or if it's not appropriate for me or if i just i'm like i don't want to right for whatever reason um i say no and i don't and that's that's the beauty of my interactions with this family is they they're they're like their mom trusts me you know she's comfortable with me taking them out you know taking them for tutoring seeing them almost on a daily basis but um you know i always try to be respectful of like if she says oh it's too late now or not today or they have to do this at home like I am respectful of that. And she, you know, she has no entitlement to my time at all. Mm -hmm. So if I don't see them for a little while, she's like, well, you know, Michelle's Misha's got her own life. She's got to, she's got to do her own thing. Like there's never this expectation that I'm going to come do X, Y, and Z here for her kids. In fact, we just recently had a discussion where she's like, you know, they got to get more independent with their studying and things like that. Cause I've been doing mostly tutoring lately with them, especially during this COVID time. Um, I I noticed that they were lacking study skills and their achievement the kids are smart but their achievement was low so I started yes oh
0: yeah um so so you're talking about um you know helping them with their studies and like you Mm -hmm. know like yeah and, and supporting them in that way I just wanted to like um like ask like like what kind of like gratification like you like get from like you know helping these kids out is it just like being able to watch like you know just seeing them like develop um and and um, we're gonna ha- we're gonna get into the whole child free portion of it but i just want to ask that that question first
1: well i think well part of the gratification is actually just for mom for their mom to get a break or their mom to have some quiet in the house because you know the kids are out somewhere um because they only have the one car if dad's working you know there's no one to really take them anywhere so i think just having a little bit of peace <laughs> where mm-hmm. no one's like because they're young and they're loud and there's you know they're in a small space they, they, they it gets a little nuts. Like if you call them at any point in the day, someone's yelling. So there's that gratification where mom seems calmer or mom seems a little more relaxed or mom's yeah. been able to get X, Y, and Z done because the kids aren't there
0: right. um,
1: for a little while. Right. Uh, just, yeah. So, and,
0: pretty, so it's pretty much just like knowing that you're reducing somebody's stress and yeah. like so, you're impacting them in that way.
1: Sure, yeah. So that's one, that's like about half of it. The second All half right. is definitely in seeing, basically seeing their ac- academic development, right? Like I'm a teacher by trade, right? Education's right. my whole deal. Um, and I'm a good student. I always have been. If, I, if there's anything I know how to do, it's how to study effectively. Oh, so. <laughs> this much I know for
0: sure. I've seen this yes. woman study and uh, she's focused. <laughs> like, yeah, I need to be yeah. like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, my work ethic could be better, but I have, I, I have the skill set. So I, um, I, so I like, I see development in just their behaviors with their academic work, kind of how they think about it. You know, I see them asking for help more. When Mm -hmm. I first started working with my friend's oldest daughter, she was getting like D's across the board. Um, And this year, even though it's COVID and it's not, you know, it's, it's tough with this like sort of half in school, half not, then school closes down, this inconsistency. Um, She's getting like, no lower than a C she's getting B's in classes. She's even touched like A's at certain points. So overall her achievements gotten better. She's more responsible for her work and she's gotten better at studying. Like when I was working with her and it was normal school time, mm-hmm. uh, she had a science midterm and she and I sat down and we, and I crammed with her for like four days, like five hours each day, four days straight. She was getting D's in her, in her exams. And she jumped up like to a B plus. And then her next test, she got an A like that was crazy progress and that was just across it was like from one test to the next test the next test um and so seeing that achievement was awesome because even though she hasn't gotten to maintain to that level of um achievement because of the situation right now and it's hard and the format's all different and that's totally understandable she now has tasted success in which she was not succeed like she had not tasted academic success before so now she feels a lot more motivated. And I'm and I'm really excited that I got to help her with that. Like get her to, yep. to even just, just for a second, be like, oh, wow, I'm really smart. Or, oh, wow, I can achieve. And now she's like working to kind of get back to that in a more consistent way and a little more independently. And then this year was a lot of having to learn how to advocate for herself because she's not in school half the time. If she needs help, she has to email the teacher independently. She has to take initiative. And so I'm seeing that she's doing that. And she's letting me know like, Oh, this happened in class. I, I emailed the teacher. This happened. I let the teacher know, or I asked the teacher for this and that. And she's doing it independently. So when I get that feedback, that's very, very gratifying.
0: Okay. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. So thank you, and thank you so much for explaining, like, the background and you know what you get out of it. I think it's going to be really good. And now we can. I think we can like segue into, um, I guess, kind of like like reconciling, like reconciling, like doing this type of like work that you do and then also choosing to not have kids. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before and neither of us are really interested in having kids. Like for me, I know that since I've been an adult, like I never had a strong interest in kids and it wasn't because I didn't like kids. Like that couldn't be further from the truth. I think they're adorable and I want to see like kids and prosper and develop, but I just never had a motherly instinct to want to just, you know, you know, be yeah, be a mom, like, yeah. exactly, just, like, give birth, and, like, racial, it was just nothing that was innate in me, and it had nothing to do with not liking kids, yeah. and so I wanted, I, so is that the same for you, like,
1: so when I was younger, I, to be honest, I never really thought about my future, I never thought about my my romantic future, or anything like that, I, it was, I'm, I was kind of, like, just sort of sticking to what I'd been taught, right, like, oh, I'll get mm-hmm. married one day, oh, I'll have kids one day, it wasn't something I really thought about, yeah, same, um, And then when I went into this field and I started working with kids daily, um, yeah, that desire just dropped, (laughs) like, (laughs) it just dropped to zero (laughs) and not necessarily specifically because I'm working with kids who are, um, you know, who have disabilities, multiple disabilities. They're, you know, they're they're the neediest population of amongst children, Mm -hmm. um, in, in a variety of ways, whether because of a physical issue or, you know, um, a different different disorders and things like that. But for me, it's it's like, I, I, got, I got thrown headfirst into really intense childcare um, yeah. through, the, through my job. And, um, and I mean, and we have a great team. Like I've always been very lucky where the, the TAs I've worked with, the teacher I've worked with has been great. We're all kind of worked together. It's been a good culture and everything. And all that has been great. Um, but I just couldn't imagine coming home and dealing with multiple, one or even multiple children, 24 hours a day at home, you know, like, and it, this doesn't sound rough, but it's costing me money. It's not making me money. Right. It's, right. It yep. never stops. And it's a lifelong commitment. Like I respect the commitment. I honestly, this has made me learn. I have come to respect mothers in like a whole, where I'm basically like, mothers are amazing. <laughs>
0: oh women are
1: amazing and I knew this already but like I feel it now deep inside me where I'm just like the shit we do yeah stuff we and it's thankless like no one it's sort of expected of women just automatically and and because I now have this firsthand experience of what it actually takes to take care of a child manage their behavior manage their needs you know um If they have a special need, you need, you know, you need to do extra stuff to provide structure, extra stuff to help them learn how to communicate if they have any sort of it's not happening naturally, because even for kids who don't have disabilities, sometimes they're challenged in one way and other ways they're really strong and you have to compensate for that to enable their independence. It's so much that goes into it and I'm like.
0: So it sounds like just having a taste of it, like, you know, through what you do, that's enough. It's it's sad. I think it's like, it sounds like (laughs) it (laughs) satisfies you and you're like, all right, like I get a taste of this. I feel fulfilled. And now... I'll give you the kids back
1: like like, right right. then I get to go home and 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 I don't have children running around and destroying my house (laughs) yeah
0: I think that's so great I think that's so great and I think that's I and I wish that was like more included in the narrative like in terms of like being child like free um because like for me or at least what I see online I feel like being child free comes with like this connotation that like you don't like kids like so for example, like years ago, I used to be on Reddit and there's a good subreddit called Child Free, mm-hmm. and I would check it out just to see what other people are saying. But honestly, it's so negative. And I even checked it out today, right before like we started recording and mm-hmm. it's still so negative. Like most of the posts, like you can check right now, everyone, like go to reddit.com r slash childfree and just check it out. And like literally most of the posts are tagged rants and they're rants at people with children and a lot of the people in there just seem to have really negative attitudes towards like parenting and kids they even have I don't know if they still do actually but they had a term called mombies where they would call that's how they refer to mothers like you know like yeah mombies so I guess like a play on like zombies so um and, and I just feel like it's very unfortunate because it's like just because like I don't have an interest in kids right now does not remotely mean like I hate kids and honestly to be totally honest like I'm actually fine with changing my mind like over time like I'm not like resistant to that like Mm -hmm. so if in five years you know I'm in my 30s yeah if yeah. a change of changes, I will welcome it. I'm not, this is not something that I'm like really stubborn about. Like, oh, never have kids. It's, like, it's
1: not a moralistic thing. It's, there's no right or wrong here, right? It's just what you want and what you can handle. And honestly, like investing in children, I feel like there's there's no worthier investment than children. Kids, are our future. They're, you know, they're a vulnerable population. You know, like they're all kids. All kids are vulnerable, right? Like they all need support. They need care. There's a reason we bond so, so intensely with children when we do have them, because very honestly, if that bond wasn't there, I'm like, kids wouldn't survive. They're loud. They cost a lot. They're exhausting. They're stressful, like, but they're, but they're necessary. And like, and the care and the stress that goes around them is necessary because of the nature of what it means to raise a kid. I don't think there's anything less worth, like more worthy than that. And I definitely have a lot of respect for people who choose to do it and people who may not choose it, but they do it right. Um, mm-hmm. There are plenty of people out there who necessarily didn't necessarily make the choice to bring life into this world. And that's what happened for them. And, and they, and they do it and they, and women and not just women, men too, but I, since I mostly interact with women and mothers um, you know, I see these, I see individuals who go through like a lot, like divorces, abusive spouses, like um, just. Economic disadvantage, you know, just trying to pay your way, trying to like afford basic necessities and then having to do that with with children and for children it's it's intense and I a hundred percent respect it, which is also why I would never enter into that kind of lifelong commitment lightly like it's it's forever it's until somebody dies like it it doesn't matter if the kid's eighteen like that relationship that bond is always gonna matter to you once you're a parent, you know and um even if it's a difficult relationship like I think it's for the most part like you always want to hold on to it you always want to invest in it like children would do any there's a reason parents do anything for their kids you know it's it's intense um but it's again it's a commitment it costs things right it costs time energy emotional labor
0: yeah being uh, simply mm-hmm. like just being a good parent like it takes a lot of resources and yeah. i don't know, a lot of privilege to do it well honestly um, yeah. even be, having the choice to be able to say like, I don't want to have kids is also very privileged because you yeah, can on like, yeah, you just t- touched upon it, like economic disadvantage, you know, like if you're living in an area where that's economically disadvantaged and you may not have access to resources um, in terms of like birth control, like mm-hmm. or educations, like, yeah. you know, you, it may not even occur to you, you know, to um, that there are, are options like for you.
1: Um, I think so. and And I think especially... Depending on where you are in the country, right? Like um, access to these sorts of clinics can be really limited depending on your location because there just might not be something around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I like I. The reason I choose to be child free is very simply because I want to be able to invest my time freely, right? Whether it be in other people's kids, whether it be in myself, whether it be in some sort of other creative pursuit or anything. And I know that if children are in my life and they are my children and they're under my care, like they have to be first priority because of course they do. But I I don't want them, I don't want this to be my first priority yet. If, if ever, I want to be able to, you know, not worry about where I have to move. Are the schools good? You know, is the district okay? Is the neighborhood safe? Things like that, like for the kids. Is there stuff available for the kids? There's so much that has to go into every single thing in your life that's dictated by the needs of the children. And I'm not quite sure I'm at a point where I want to be, I'm ready to have my life be dictated by those things. Um, and I, I, that might change for me also, but I do feel like I, I get my full, sh- my, my full of like working with kids. Cause I'm with them all day long. I'm with them most days of the week and, and I enjoy it. I love it. And I like teaching and school, again, school's what I'm good at. I'm, I yeah. love helping kids with that, but yeah. I also like being able to have the freedom to know that if I wanted to move to another country, move to another state, move to, you know, like uh, go out that night. There's no hassle.
0: <laughs> I think, I think Reddit might find you confusing.
1: You <laughs> I, mean, just that some,
0: I, I think they might, because again, like <laughs> a lot of them just are just not really pro kids and they're like I anti-parenting. Think, <laughs> yeah. And so I think they would find you a little bit confusing because it's like, okay, so you're choosing to free up your time, but at the same time, you're giving it back to these kids who aren't even related to you. But mm-hmm. I mean, everything you said to me just like makes perfect sense. You know, yeah. like there's not just taking care of kids. There's so many other things you have to consider like when you because they once you have kids your life is dictated by those kids if you're a good parent <laughs> like if, if we're trying to be a good parent your life is pretty much going to be dictated by those kids
1: yeah Um yeah like imagine if you're single and you want to date or whatever like the nature of your relationship the rules about it the boundaries all of that has to put your kids first right like all right when are the kids gonna meet the partner you know all that sort of stuff if ever like it's are you gonna date right now like everything about your life is going to be impacted.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, and that's why, like, I also am like, not really interested. Like, like, first Mm -hmm. off, I don't have an innate desire. And I think that Mm -hmm. needs to be spoken about more because there are some women, like, I just, I just never really grew up like thinking, oh, I'm going to have kids and I want babies. Mm -hmm. Like, I've had friends that have told me that, you know, I've always wanted to have like kids since I was little, Mm -hmm. I've always known, you know? And then when I tell them, like, I'm not, you know, really interested but sometimes they tell me oh you change your mind
1: yeah and I feel like it's that or some people if they're a little more judgmental they'll be like oh you're selfish because you don't want to do that I've I've encountered that with other with- oh you have I never have <laughs> not directly I've encountered that in a, indirectly I was literally just talking about this with someone like two days ago and like this person was like, yeah, my my auntie was like, oh, you're you're selfish because you don't want to have kids. And I'm like, oh, my auntie did say that. I'm lying. <laughs> yeah, she did say that. Right? <laughs> she was like, don't
0: don't don't kill me. You're gonna kill me. Cause cause um you guys um I'm like the eldest of five kids, you know. And, and I'm, I'm the also of three. <laughs> yes, and we're both women mm-hmm. coming from first generation backgrounds, and you know having kids is something that's really. Um, a priority, like getting married, having having kids, it's something that's really important. So for me to be the eldest child of like a West African family and not have and not have any interest in kids, um, it's not great. <laughs> to <laughs> my parents, it's not great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my parents, <laughs> just think they, out. Out. they just think out. they don't even address it. They're literally like, "She's just being dumb." And then when it comes, it'll come. Like. For them, they don't even try to argue with me. They're like, oh, it's just, a, you know, everything about me. Like, it's just a phase. She'll get oh, yes. You know, which I actually yeah. don't mind because they don't try to convince me one way or another. They're just like, oh, she's just dumb right now. She'll be smart later, which I understand that they see it that way. As like an adult who works with kids now, like I feel like there's many times when I've I've had to like impress upon a kid about why certain things are important, certain things aren't. And they'll be arguing with me and I'll just be like, damn, this kid knows nothing about life. So I get get that that's how they're feeling with me and that's okay. You know, it'll play out the way it plays out. Mm -hmm, Um, But yes, I'm the oldest as well. The eldest, we have to be the model, right? We have to be- Too much pressure. An American, whatever kid who does the right types of jobs has the right kind of friends. And and I feel like both of us have completely veered off track. Yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) completely. I mean, in some ways, you know, I feel like my parents are like, they're proud of me in some ways, but in other ways Mm -hmm. are just like, confused maybe confused particularly Mm -hmm. with kids and like relationships they're they're just kind of like looking at their watch like get it together girl (laughs) and I'm just like I'm just here living my life and going back to the investing time thing like yeah um, I have so many other ways that I just want to invest my time in right now like for example like obviously this podcast like starting this um, is one way I want to like use my time and again like if you guys this to my first episode you'll know like I have like so many hobbies that I like to engage in and there's so many things that I like to do and I've just always been the type of person that's like to do a lot of things. And even as I get older, I just imagine myself doing a lot of the things I'm currently doing, but on like a bigger mm-hmm. scale possibly. Well, no, it will happen. I'm going to speak yeah. into existence. And so to be honest, like, you know, kids just don't really seem to fit into like that image of the life that I have in mind for myself in the future and so that's kind of just why like for me it's like there's no interest there the first there's no like you know mothering um instinct and there's also it's just like I have so many other ways I want to use my time you know
1: um and I and honestly I think a lot of people who get very judgmental about um the whole like oh well if you don't have the instinct there's something wrong with you you know I, I I don't know how many of those people are parents it's funny to me when it comes from people who aren't necessarily parents because I'm like you have no idea what it takes like you literally it's it unless yeah. you have experience with kids you don't really know the just the cost of it all um and then for people who do have kids I mean I get it like I understand like kids are uh, your kids are the most important things to you and they should be right like that's that's how you protect them that's how you provide for them um but because I know of the just the labor cost, when people are like, "You yeah, know, this isn't really for me, I'm like, yo, you do you." Like <laughs> you enjoy that free time. you you enjoy being able to leave the house whenever you want. <laughs> like yeah, a child there. Totally. Like, I have to bring the kid with me. I need a babysitter. like there's so much prep that goes into bringing a little child, literally just leaving the house. I had to buy like, a few extra things for when I took my friend's kids out because I was like, damn, I don't have like water bottles for them. I need to have like water bottles and a couple snacks and some wipes and like equipment <laughs> just so available to, to make our lives a lot easier. I got to keep track of where are their bathrooms nearby? <laughs> These kids can't hold it. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally every move you make, it's like, oh, shoot, I have to make sure that yeah. I'm, you know, incorporating the fact that yeah. I have a lot of kids with me, yeah. like,
1: and even if it's not a lot of kids, even if it's just a young child, right? Like once I feel like when yeah. they get to like later elementary to like middle school, high school, they're pretty self-sufficient, but like below that, that's a lot. And then when they get to those higher grades, they're just like hard to deal with, like mentally. <laughs> it's, it's why I actually specifically chose elementary school as like the age I was going to teach because I'm like, I have a lot of patience, but I don't know if I would respond in a healthy way to being challenged by middle schoolers and high schoolers, like- when when i feel like when i encounter teenage attitude i'm basically like why aren't you a better person which is not helpful cuz they're not they're not adults yet but it's hard <laughs> for me to like kind of find a balance where i'm like okay they're sort of adu- like they're sort of there we can sort of put response but then like at the same time they're still so like i'm like that's a balance that i don't really i, I haven't really figured out how to hack um which is why i like the younger ones cuz they're a little more like you know con- like the- they'll kind of follow your lead a bit more but they, yeah. they have their own challenges. But it's teenagers more- are tough. Teenagers oh. are tough. It's, it's all like, mind games with teenagers. I can't. I, yeah, I honestly, <laughs> no, because it's just kind
0: of like because they're an age where they kind of think that they're adults, but it's like your brain is not fully developed. What is it? The mm-hmm. frontal cortex, whatever it is, that's not developed. You know, it won't be developed for a long time.
1: So yeah, it's and like, you know, they're experimenting with who they are. They're experimenting with boundaries, and and that's totally fair. Like I was a pain in the ass when I was a teenager, which is why I don't want to have any living with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I, and I wasn't even that bad. I wasn't I, yeah, you know, like, I'm a pretty like model student type kid, you know, like I never did anything inappropriate. I never snuck out, you know, I didn't date in high school. Like I was focused on school and that was it. And then when I came home, I read manga. Like that was my whole life in yes, high me school. Too. And I was still a pain in the ass, like I was still a huge, like just annoying. So, I mean, and I feel like we were kind of best case scenarios cause we weren't at risk. We weren't putting ourselves at risk, you know, and that's, you know, like it can, it can get really dangerous with some of the decision-making when you're a teen and you're trying to rebel and you're trying to find your way. Um, but yeah, the idea of dealing with that frightens me. And I also have a little bit of kind of like a personal mental health component to why I don't want to have kids. Um, I struggle with anxiety and depression. Um, And I've seen households where like, when that's not really kept in check, it really, it impacts the kids a lot. And I don't think I like the idea of even potentially have potentially having that on my conscience. Now, I am in therapy, I do seek treatment, Mm -hmm. like it could get better. And I am anticipating that it isn't, it does, it it does feel like it's getting better because of that. But Um, I think I'd have to be in a different place with my mental health before I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I could definitely do this 24 hours a day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's such a that's such a great point. They just brought up regarding mental health, because Mm -hmm.
1: I know I know
0: someone um, who, you know, had a child and, you know, their husband ended up leaving them um it's a really unfortunate story um but very briefly you know they basically like left them to you know go back to the country that they came from and you know be with another woman and this was right after she'd given birth and you know she ended up just dealing with really terrible depression um -hmm. after this and this is this is also postpartum depression Mm -hmm. um so it didn't help. And so, but ever since then, like her mental health was really, really impacted by that. Like she wasn't able to take care of her child, like, like, um, yeah. properly, you know, for a while. Um, and again, like, <laughs> it's like mental health is such an important component when we talk about like, m- like motherhood because people just see, like, because to take care of your child properly, you, and like to give them like the best that they can, like you need, like you do need to be in like sound, you know, mind and judgment or at least be mentally stable, like know like how to take care of yourself, or know like what right. triggers you and just, you know, really have a good understanding
1: of that. But it's I don't think be like a consistency, which, which can be hard depending on what kind of mental health illness you're, you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I definitely would never say like, oh, if you, you have any mental illness, you can never have children or it's not, you can't do it because people do and they raise their kids well, you know, it's not easy. Right. But you know, the kids are okay. Like, Honestly, honestly, if you don't have, even if you don't have mental health problems, we all, honestly, I've seen like every parent damages their kid in some way, right? Like we're all going to mess up uh, with our child serious? in some special way, you know, like they're, there's going to be something where they're going to like, they're going to be like, oh shit. Like they're, yeah, they're I came gonna to that conclusion, yeah. right? Like they're going to grown up and they're like, oh shit, I just sounded just like my mom, just like my dad. I was trying to avoid this. You know, everyone's got that, whether you, you got a mental health problem or not. Um, but it's, it's hard if you don't have help. Like, this mm. poor woman, like, you know, if she's by herself in the house, you know, whether or not she's got support is going to be, right, like, the key factor there. And not everyone has the privilege of support with, like, family nearby or being able to afford help or having a spouse um, or some sort of partner in that, Um like part of why I got involved with these kids and I like to take them out all the time is because they don't have any family members. If, if my friend had like her, she has a lot of adult siblings, you know, aunts and uncles, the kids have so many aunts and uncles and cousins, but they're all in another country. If they were here with them, um, they, the kids probably wouldn't even have time for me. They wouldn't need me at all. You know, maybe I tutor them just, you know, maybe they would still need help with that. But in terms of the relationships, they, you know. would be set and that makes a huge difference having a network a sort of some sort of village around you whether it's a family one whether it's you know a different even if it's not necessarily a a relative based one um and i think that that's something people also don't realize either like Mm -hmm. a lot of the parents i know that are doing good like they have family nearby their parents are nearby right their siblings are nearby they have these networks and and when you don't have that network it becomes a lot harder And I honestly, I feel like everyone deserves to have some sort of network. Like, I don't think, like, it's just unfortunate that we don't live in a culture where that's sort of a guarantee. and oh why yeah yeah right.
0: yeah yeah because in america at least what i think of american like culture when it comes to raising kids it's like it's very i mean it's very like your nuclear family and then like, if mm-hmm. you can have people come take care of the family you can but usually it's more like babysitters or more of like daycare like hired help maybe or hired yeah.
1: help yeah yeah but or your parents maybe right if you have that type of relationship
0: or that or that or that but I feel like that's less common in like like well having family come in like is less common in American culture than it is with like other like I- like immigrant like families you know oh, for sure
1: it's- Pakistan it's all fa- like the families are all together all the time like so many kids like I have a, I have more than one friend from from Pakistan who will say like my best friends were my cousins yeah yeah I'm so- surrounded by my family all the time I'm sure it's similar for your family too right well, for me it's a little different because
0: a lot of my first cousins, the majority of them are actually in Ghana. And I have one that's in London in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're oh, actually a little bit... I two in London too. <laughs> oh, you do? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, so it's a bit different, but growing up, like we did have like family members like come to take care of the care of us like the few that were here in the states like like aunties and uncles like they would come and like help take care of us because you know there were so many of us and my parents are both so busy working and looking back on it it's like yeah like that was a lot like I didn't realize it but like there's probably so much work in maintaining like all of us and I remember growing up like for example like I would always be the last one to get picked up at school. The parents would always be late and I would always be upset because, you know, it would always seem like every other kid was getting picked up on time and routinely all of us me and all my siblings always got picked up late. And we're like, why? But now that I'm an adult, I realize they were probably, they were doing so much, you know, they were, they told us like, you know, we were like working and like juggling all of this and that. So it's like, it was hard getting to you guys on time and, and you know, Looking yeah. back on everything makes me realize. Yeah, <laughs> they did a lot. <laughs> we didn't yeah, know. and
1: and you know, like, and and some parents are really good at communicating with their kids. I feel like a lot of parents aren't, but um, <laughs> but you know, especially I think across generations, across cultures, especially especially I think if you do have immigrant parents or parents coming from a different culture, but even even without that, even just a different time period, we, I I think in households where I've seen like. Kids are kind of aware of what's going on with the parents to a degree to what's appropriate for them to know, you know, where if they do have a parent with mental illness, like the when when the kid is developmentally able to discuss it, the parent would say, this is why this happens. You know, this isn't your fault, like whatever, and kind of ease them into it so they're not feeling out of control. They're not feeling c- confused. Um there's a lot, yeah, it's, I feel like we've just veered into a discussion about family dynamics. <laughs> I know, I was about to say, we might have to bring yeah, it back. Yeah. we got to bring it back. we got to bring, gotta it, bring back. it back a little yeah. bit. But um, it, because I don't trust myself to necessarily do that that effectively, I'm like, I'd rather just wait or just wait and see what happens with my mental health personally. I guess that's 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 the... That's the veer back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So you want
0: to wait and see how your mental health progresses and see if maybe you'll change your mind. You'll have the space yeah. to take care of kids. Yeah. But I like
1: my freedom, so I might never change. <laughs> see, that's the
0: thing. Like, again, I love my freedom and I, I love my time so much that I really mm-hmm. just don't know Yo, it's hard. I don't
1: judge you for that. Okay, (laughs) good. For first-hand experience, it is not easy. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel
0: like I get, like, looks sometimes. I feel like nowadays, I think it's becoming more common for young women to, like, you know, decide they're not interested in kids. But occasionally, you know, I'll still get, like, huh? Really? Like, there's a little bit of surprise there. Mm-hmm. When I say I'm not interested in kids, because sometimes people will perceive me as being someone who's like, great with kids. But in reality, I'm really awkward.
1: <laughs> right, people are so confused when they're I'm like, so oh, awkward. going to be such a great mom one day, because look at this and that that you do. And I'm like, nah, I think I'm good. They literally, people don't even get judgmental. They just get so confused. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> They're like but you don't hate children, <laughs> but yeah. you're good at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh.
0: It's probably way more confusing for you. Cause you actually work with them. Like I just, yeah. I can't even, ugh, I can't even imagine. Like... like I
1: said, like, I think children are the greatest investment in the world. Um, but there are different ways to invest in the future. There's not just pop out babies, you know, or that's that over but like, you know, like make your own children, raise them. That's not the only way. And honestly if I think if I was in a scenario where I encountered a child that needed a home even now right if I was able and financially in a position where I could provide effectively I take the child in.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cuz where's the, where's the kid going to go?
0: Mhm. Mhm. Um so, you know, talking about like, you know, upbringing and things like that, I feel like we didn't really get into it as much as I would have liked on that. So like, I want to get more into how, you know, us being like, first generation, like women, like born. <laughs> first born, first generation, first born women in our, in our late twenties um, at that, like how, huh, like, like, I don't know, like, how does that like really impact like how we navigate like not having kids and dealing with like aunties and uncles questioning yeah. us about like timelines.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, just, I just hold I just hold I just stick to my guns I, I'm not I, I try not to get frustrated because I do understand where they're coming from and like I'm right as the eldest and I'm sure you experienced this right we're the caretakers in the house we're the models we're the examples like there's a lot of pressure on us to be kind of like setting up the legacy right yeah for for the siblings for the example for them to follow and then also just setting them up in a practical way whether it's through you know helping them with their homework supporting them financially whatever it may be um now my my, me and my sisters were kind of close together in age right like i'm two years older than the next one and then five years older than the other than the youngest Mm -hmm. so um You know, like they're kind of like just sort of just behind me in terms of. So you're all millennials pretty
0: much, like kind of like me and my siblings. So the last two are like the oldest of like Gen Z, but we're pretty much all the same age range within eight years of each other. So, Um, So
1: yeah, some households you got that big age gap. So you get more of a parental role. Now, I've always stepped away from doing that for my sisters because they hate it. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not your mom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am your sister. So it's helped me create boundaries with them where I don't feel like I have to take on their lives the way a parent would feel like, or take Mm -hmm. on their problems because I'm like, well, they're younger than me, but they're not so much younger that I could be like, no, you should listen to me and like, you know, treat me like an adult in your life. Cause we, we were never quite in that position. And then when I was like you know, when we had, I think our biggest kind of difference in development, you know, I think, which I feel like is like the teens, like teens and like middle school to teens entering adulthood. That's, I feel like when your maturity changes so much, I was in college, I was away. So they were going through that with each other and they were closer in age and I was away. And then by the time I came back, like the oldest one was in college, the youngest one was in, L- in high school, you know, they didn't really need parenting at that right. point.
0: And so would you say it was around that time where you, were you getting pressure from your parents regarding like, like- having kids or anything like
1: that not kids but definitely marriage that first step right mm-hmm. they I told them when I came because when I graduated college I didn't know what I was doing um I was on the pre-med track um and I decided it wasn't for me which drove my parents crazy because uh, I was doing quite well so they were like you could have succeeded I'm like I know I'm not too dumb for med school but I'm just choosing not to do it like um and that was a very that was a big transit so I had to figure out what I wanted to do I kind of sort of fell into this job where I currently work um, because I was talking to somebody at like the mosque who was a teacher there. And she's like, you know, why don't you become a TA? It's, it's decent pay. It's full time. You get benefits. um, And then, you know, you can figure out what you want to do after that. A lot of people come as students, you know, or they'll be subbing, you know, on the, on the, in the summers or whatever. So I did that. And I just, after working there for a while, I was like, you know, I think I could do this forever. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that's how I ended up on that track. But yeah, but during that time, I was like, I told my parents, I was like, do not try to introduce me to anybody. Don't talk to wow. me about getting married for at least mm-hmm. a year. Uh, that gave them a year minimum. After that, they were you like, You laid the groundwork. <laughs> oh yeah, I had to tell them because they were like, well, well you've graduated now. So it's time It's time to start meeting those men's, you know? Like gotta, gotta find one of them. Uh, you, like you did, you decide not to go to med school so we can't get those doctors. But I think if we get you some engineers, like that was like a legit conversation and not even in a judgmental way. Like it was such a matter of fact conversation my dad had with me where he was like, well, we can't get you a doctor now because doctors wanna marry other doctors. <laughs> And so, yeah we well, were amongst Pakistani Muslims apparently right my parents are Pakistani the only network they have is the Pakistani one um and so they were like oh doctors but they're like we can get you an engineer I'm like okay but just in one year <laughs> and then that year was up and they were like like it was proposal proposal like oh this person that person pictures bio data like it, it started oh my they gosh. Were I'm not legit. she thought she was she thought I was gonna be married by the end of the summer Oh my gosh, was ready. <laughs> and, and when was this just a couple years out of school? Like, yeah, this was basically a year after I had graduated. Okay, so they were on it.
0: Wow, that's a little different. Like, they for me, <laughs> I think for me, I was still in a relationship at that time. So yeah. I guess they were kind of just like, okay, well, if this is what she does and whatever but then after my relationship had ended and you know I was just kind of doing my own thing Mm -hmm. um I think that's when I started to get like a little more worried (laughs) because like I was just enjoying my life doing my own thing you know like I started to do I started to travel more and my parents were very confused by that and they're like why is she traveling why is she just
1: I loved it when you were trying I was so excited I was like this girl's traveling by herself I'm like I get so much anxiety (laughs) traveling with people I'm just like this girl's so brave and I would Uh, show my sisters I'm like you know Deidre went she traveled to this country and look she's by herself and oh "Oh, thank you (laughs) she's so independent and because my sisters are into traveling they like they have that wanderlust as well so that was like you can do it look she did it
0: <laughs> oh thank you yeah so I was doing things like that and I think my parents were feeling like I wasn't really focused on like you know the end goal of marriage and priorities right the, yeah right quote unquote <laughs> the wrong like priorities yeah. or whatever but you know I just felt like I wanted to focus on myself, you know, for, for a while, Mm -hmm. like after school or after, especially after my relationship ended, like I just really wanted to focus on like my own goals, getting myself together in a good position where I could feel comfortable and confident with myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then I did that. And then honestly, my focus has been, honestly, it's been on continuing to grow. It's just been on continuing to grow, continuing to improve myself. And because the thing about me is like, I feel like I have... So much potential in myself that I'm trying to tap, and I feel like right now, like a hard pursuit of marriage and kids would probably impede me a little bit. It's like you know, kids again, still not interested in, but like you know, marriage and relationship that that sounds good. But at the same time, like I'm not really super focused on it right now. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Like if it happens, it happens and that'll be nice, but it's not a huge, like number one priority of yours. Yeah, Yeah.
0: especially not right now, especially not right now. Like I really just want to like focus on getting myself to a good spot in life where I can be like, yes, I, you know, I've reached a certain potential Mm -hmm. that I want to reach right now.
1: Okay, so now that's interesting Mm -hmm. that you mentioned that like tapping into that potential and trying to reach that potential because there are women that I've seen who are amazing moms, like do, you know, they do their thing, their kids are good. And like they're, including my my friend with the eight children, but they're so intelligent, right? These women are so intelligent. They're juggling so many things at once. Like what they manage every day is incredible. And I'm like, and and again, children are the greatest pursuit ever. Total respect for parents and yeah. people use it and people one hundred percent, a hundred percent. But there are times when I look at these women and I'm like, damn, if they weren't spending all their energy in the management of these other people, whether it be their spouses or their children or both. Uh, God like I'm like these women could like be freaking inventing like they're so smart they're so smart and it'd be so interesting to be like, okay, what if this was a different world where they could really invest in as you said in those in that potential in them in their brain in like in their energies and 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 create something or do something amazing or like lead the world like so many women I feel like that's where their energies go and it's not a bad way to spend it but then I think if more women, got the opportunity to tap into their potential what could we have accomplished as a society well
0: well, how do you think those women felt about like you know investing all that time did they feel happy because like doing that like knowing that you know they weren't doing other things because if they felt happy then i don't think it's a problem you know no, no, i don't
1: think it's a problem it's just something that i just i do think about um sometimes especially if like the partner isn't seem like the husbands aren't at their level you know what I mean like I see that a lot too <laughs> like, husbands aren't really at their level you know and like mm-hmm. and 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 that I think is when I really start to think about it because I'm like instead of taking care of you like she could be like curing cancer you know like I like and so I, I think about it in those terms but I mean these are women like they love their kids they would never give them up for anything and you yeah. know you're coming from cultures where this is the norm mm-hmm, you married to mm-hmm. have children you invest in them yeah and I think
0: yeah and and, you know and i'm also assuming that like they're probably you know don't have a lot of resources in terms of like finances and like connections right and i'm assuming that's that's the type of woman you're talking about
1: um um, maybe some of them are more financially stable than others i mean none of them i would say are like rich i would say upper middle eh, like maybe to the like the upper end of middle class at most Mm -hmm. but like it's just it's just women that I've become friends with that are also parents. I just see that. I'm like, damn, these women are sharp. Their instincts are on point. Like they could do anything and that they choose whether they chose it or not, that they're putting those efforts towards children is fine. But I just think about um, because we live in a culture that dictates that we become mothers, you know, that dictates that we take care of our, our husbands, whether they really deserve to be taken care of or not, you know, um, that dictate that we give all of our energy to the care of others at all times. Um, is something that I think, unfortunately, has put limits on some of the things we've been able to accomplish as society because those brains yeah. are not now available for other types of pursuits. That's all. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And Sorry, one second, because
0: I'm realizing that Twizzler has been drinking water really hard <laughs> for a while, oh. <laughs> and I'm really Dang. afraid of how it's going to affect the audio, so I'm going to, like, deprive her of water for, like, the next 15 minutes while we, okay. like, yeah. But, uh, what I was going to say is that, like... Um, Uh, It sounds like a lot of those things come down to like a a resource kind of thing because it's like there are women I feel like who are able to pursue what they want to do like, you know, like think of like like all the celebrities that have all these kids, like, I don't know if you're gonna Angelina Jolie, Kim Kardashian, you know, that that have, well, yeah, they have kids and they're able to like to take care of them and like still do what the heck they want. You know, and it just seems like they're able to do that because they have all the resources in the world. (laughs) they're super rich and they're able to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but for these women, it's like, it's not it's not the same type of situation. But at the same time, I also, I wonder though, for like those same like rich women who are um, pursuing what they want and having these kids, like, do they feel like they're still able to like raise their kids How in a way that? to have that closeness yeah. with them? I think it's, it's, it's a question of like, can you have it all? Like that's, yeah. and, and that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs>
1: yeah, and honestly, but, I, I honestly feel like even if you are super rich, at the end of the day, like time is finite, yes, energy is finite. Um, I think having the option to be able to prioritize something other than child rearing is definitely something that a lot of women don't feel like they can. That's that's even a, an option. You know, like, they don't even consider that as like a possibility. I think that if if it was less of a like, oh, you you know, you get married, you have kids, you do this, you do that. If people weren't constantly being shoehorned into that position all the time. We would definitely see, and I think we are seeing, right? More women that are opting out
0: of yeah. participating
1: in that in that path, and yeah, and yeah. we have enough people. Like it's not like we have a birth issue where like you know there's not enough people being born, or even that there's not um, children that need homes. Like that's also something too. Where like I had said before, if if it became an, a situation of a child needs a home, no questions asked, I would take that child in. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a human being that needs help. Um, and, and a child at that, that, so even less, even so more vulnerable than an adult in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, a lot of people who are uh, willing uh, to have kids won't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and I think uh, this whole change that's happening with, like, you know, people our age, it's like, it's, I think it's, it's a generational thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Women uh, get to the
1: options now. <laughs> they didn't yeah. get to before. That's all they didn't get to before. Yeah. I think.
0: No, it's, it's like what you're saying. Like, like maybe like the, uh, like a lot of women before felt like you know they didn't have an option. They had to. Yeah. They they had to invest it's their just time. What you
1: do? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't do anything else, or maybe you're a bad person or a bad woman. Doing oh. it, maybe. Yeah. 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 And exactly. True, right? Men have now have this option of being caretakers more so than they would have before. Because I think men were also shoehorned. And like there are plenty of men out there who are maternal. Like my student, I did student teaching with um a fifth grade teacher who is a man and he had kids, he was divorced, and like and he discussed that with me that like, you know, he's you know, he's the one with the kids are living with him. He's got kind of, you know, he's got e- either equal custody or basically like he's an equal participant in raising them. And he talked about how like his ex-wife wasn't very maternal. Like he was more, you know, that was more him and, and she was a teacher too, apparently. Um, but like, you know, those instincts are, are in men. This There's also this idea that like women naturally have all these instincts and men don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like where did that with? <laughs> uh, where did that come from? Like, because yeah.
0: I, I want my instincts. Like, where where are my instincts? Like, I don't
1: know. Yeah. Right. I don't I, have any yeah, yeah, straight up. And like, I mean, I like I see my parents, right? My mom's definitely got stronger instincts than my dad. hundred percent. all like my mom's got it. But like it it doesn't it didn't have to necessarily be that way. Mm-hmm. My dad could have had those instincts. <laughs> he could have been taught those instincts i think those those instincts are also learned
0: yes exactly that was the next thing i was gonna say i think Mm -hmm. a lot of the like how we view parenting and taking care of children i think those are all very learned things and i think our generation Mm -hmm. now is like unlearning that um and just i guess just making their own decisions We're, we're just making our own decisions now um i just also hope that you know the people that are child free are like doing this for their right reasons I'm not sure h- how to better articulate
1: that um I mean as well if, if it's satisfying and happy and fulfilling for them that's enough right like right right yeah. but like but at the same
0: time it's like I don't know maybe because I've been on like reddit like I
1: oh, oh. you mean like they're not doing it because they're just like angry and trying to reject something or yes it, yeah, exactly
0: exactly like if you're if you're choosing like this half with the same with, with having kids it's like make sure you're being honest with yourself about like what you want
1: you know Oh, I totally get what you're saying. Like, you don't, You it, it's it's probably not great if people are choosing to veer from the path because they want to be rebellious for the sake yes, of rebellion. Yes, yes, absolutely. exactly,
0: exactly. Because, okay. you know, like the reason why a lot of why we do things as a generation is in response to the previous generation. Mm-hmm. And don't just do, don't just decide to not have kids or not to do certain things as an act of rebellion. Like really make sure that whatever choices you're making regarding this are like for yourself because, you know, time is finite and shoot, you know, like, let, let's talk about it because like, you know, once you are a certain age as a woman, you gotta be mindful of that. So it's like, yeah. be, be do be honest with yourself, like for real about like, whether or not like having kids is something you really want. You know, if you don't want it, like, I don't know just be introspective, like either way, you know? Yeah,
1: I think so. And I think also people, um, I do think there's also this sort of traditional track to having children. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and like, the thing is, I don't think you necessarily have to be married to have to be a parent. I don't think you necessarily have to have your own biological child to be a parent. Um, I think there's a lot of ways where you can give to a child's life and even be a guardian that doesn't necessarily involve having a husband or having a whatever and have, and making the child. Like, I I think people don't really consider that, I guess, unless they kind of have to, yeah. But um I, I kinda wish people consider that more. You know, there's a lot of children out there that don't have homes who don't have stability. Mm, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of couples out there that that get really heartbroken if they're trying to do things the traditional way and it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like honestly, any path is legitimate. Like I honestly I feel like I am legitimately contributing to these kids' lives. I'm not their parent. I don't pretend to be, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I always try to give their authority to their parents. I'm like, look, if your parents say X, Y, Z, like they are, they are the boss, you know, if they say no. And I say, yes, they say no, their no is no. Like it's, it's always important. And I try to respect that. And I try to say like, be like, Hey, like, I'm like your aunt I'll come, I'll help you. I'm there for you. But at the end of the day, like you guys, you guys are the unit look out for each other. And I'm, and I'm satisfied with that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no that that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: Um, and I try not to let people convince me that there's something wrong with me for doing that. And that I do think there is that element sometimes when, mm-hmm. when you're doing something that people aren't used to. They're like, oh, there must be something wrong with you, or maybe they're taking. They've gotten this sort of general vibe of, oh, maybe they're taking advantage of you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let them. <laughs> yeah, I'm privileged. Like they're not. Like let them mm-hmm. take what mm-hmm. what is going to happen to me if they take advantage of me and have me helping with like the the only. The, what At the end, I'm like, the net result is that the kids get more attention and time. That's a yeah. good
0: thing. <laughs> it's only it's only good. It's only good. And you you're, you get something out of it. The kids get something out of it. And you can just continue living your life as yeah. you, you want. I, I and think
1: that's when I said that to my dad, because he was like, very like, why do you do this? You know, like, this is you're not getting anything out of it. I'm like, sure, I do. It makes me happy. Yeah. And he actually stopped questioning it after I said that.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. I think I think honestly this is a great like kind of point to end on. Like mm-hmm. just being able to um you know find value in taking care of kids that aren't your own and and parenting um
1: or, or even just other creatures other people other people yeah. Yeah, 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 I respect yeah. plant moms I respect like all those like plant parents all, or whatever yeah like like forms
0: of like parenting and care like they're all valid and you don't need to have like your own child you know for mm-hmm. it to be valid you know it, it like yeah, like, and that's definitely the biggest thing I've learned from, like, knowing you. One oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> of the biggest things, yeah, because I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was like, huh, that's kind of, like, odd. Like, I, you know, she's taking care of these kids, and, like, they're not even her her own, but, like, right, she's like, doing it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, at first, it was odd, but, like, you know, when you speak about them and like the impact that you're having on these kids, I was like, okay, it's making sense. It's like, they're coming from a certain situa- situation and you're kind of helping them and kind of like guiding them. And like, there's just so much value in that. So I'm sure there's so many people that would have loved to have like you, like a little guardian angel, like just kind of like, you know, kind of helping I wish them. I had
1: me, <laughs> like, I wish I had someone to be like, okay, this is the facts of life girl. I'm going to give it to you straight. Like, I trust you're smart enough to understand the world. Like, I totally wish I had someone say talking to me the way I talk to them sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um but we we have run out of time.
1: Um
0: <laughs> and this is this is really really great. Like I like I mean I'm not surprised you're you're great. So thank <laughs> oh, okay.
1: you. No, know, thank you for having me and letting me ramble.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Like I mean I wanted people to like hear about like you. I mean that's why you know I wanted to have you on. So no, this is great um again if you guys want to follow me on instagram i am at a kid with a pig and my new youtube channel is also a kid with a pig um nish do you want to share any social media or what do you want to do
1: <laughs> i don't have anything like that but I'm, okay i'm just gonna plug you and just be like hey follow her she's awesome she's got a lot to offer
0: Thank you so much. Awesome. Oh, and another thing before we go, um, just so you guys know, I didn't mention this in the first episode of my podcast, but episodes right now are going to be released uh, every other week on Sundays. Um, So keep a lookout. All right. And I will see you guys soon. All right. Bye.